Welcome back to Raw Nomadic Lens. I'm your host, Sherry Michelle. Let's go. Big lag between episodes. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, we've really had so much going on. A lot has happened. Uh, the most exciting thing, I think, is that I'm officially nomadic. Raw Nomadic Lens, it's called. Not raw travel from time to time. <laughs> Anyway, I'm doing it. It was a it was a big ask, and my partner was kind enough to uh, oblige. He understands. Um, he understands me pretty well, and I needed to do this. So big thank you to him. I am going to start with probably that. I feel like that's the thing that's most um, on my mind when it comes to this podcast this time, this episode. We're going to talk about raw and relationships. Um, I have not done a lot of research on uh, raw relationships, but I know that there's been more, I've been hearing more about people who are not able to stay together because one person is raw and one is not. And I'm scared to talk about this subject. I'm scared to do the deep dive on this. At the same time, I feel like it really needs to be done. I need to um, explore this with you and just put it out there. And I have a fantastic partner and he is a therapist and he's a very sensitive, kind and understanding person as most therapists probably are. (laughs) And uh, we have a history of eating junk food together, like just being foodies. Um, And I know I've mentioned before that um, now that I'm being raw for much longer stretches. I kind of felt a little um, like I was mourning that part of our relationship. I stopped him on the sidewalk one night. I said, I'm having some trouble with this. Was most of like what we were doing, like eating? (laughs) And, you know, we just talked about it a little. I don't think he'll ever be raw. Um, He has done a juice fast before. Um, more importantly, like I can't expect him to ever be raw. It would be phenomenal if he was, if he even tried it. Um, and let's talk about that. Let's unpack that a little. Why would it be so phenomenal? Because he would understand finally, like fully grasp, like, oh my God, it's a totally different world. It's, you're a totally different person when you're eating this way and, you can grow in the same direction. Um, that is what I'm struggling with. That and also, you know, as we age, um, you know, he's in his late 40s. I'm in my early 50s. And I don't want to age the way most Americans are aging. I just, right now we have a front row seat um, to to how that goes and and really we all have all our lives you know the hip surgeries the knee surgeries grandma and grandpa and heart surgeries and cancer and all of that and I just 
have zero interest in in that path and uh, I, I want to be on my own path and he's not really mm, as he's definitely not as concerned with it as I am I think it's just not not a priority um, whereas myself like I'm actually taking a year for myself to heal and be out really pushing myself to grow as much as I can and be raw and um, have this nomadic experience and it's not like I'm not saying yay me and boo him (laughs) that's not at all I'm not comparing I just mean I guess I am comparing I don't mean to I guess what I'm saying is you know when you're not moving in the same direction and and it's worrisome um, when you love someone and you just don't want the same things um, I have likened that to circling back like you feel like you're running a marathon and then you keep circling back to check on your partner I've often said, like, you partner with a walker. And you're like, are you okay? Is it too are, is it too hot out here? Are you thirsty? You know what I mean? Like, and part of you just wants to run your race and not circle back. And maybe it's a really selfish part. But when I think about what I will put my nieces and nephews through, if I am not selfish right now, if I just go with the flow and eat whatever I want, like I did on vacation, um, I, I, I don't want to put people through that. It's horrible to watch people you love go through surgeries and illnesses. And why put them through that if I don't have to? Why put myself through that if I don't have to? So this is my thinking. Um, I did ask for a year sabbatical um, and that was when I came back from Quebec um, the last time. So in May, when school was done and at first it was a really hard, hard thing for him, you know, but it's better than breaking up. I feel like this is a creative way for us to work through this so much better than just breaking up and being like well you don't want what I want and we're just not we're just not ever gonna want the same things you know it's it's saying okay we do want different things let's see if we can you know pursue these things and and still stay together um let's let's just think outside the box that's what we're trying to do that's what I'm trying to do anyway and he seems to be on board so again I thank him for that and uh, you know then we also had the trip coming up which we had purchased the tickets before we had that conversation and with time he got more and more used to the idea it was still hard the day I left but um, which was yesterday actually but we had purchased these tickets to Ireland um, and Denmark just before that conversation. And so he's like, well, we're still on for the trip, right? I was like, of course, we love Ireland. Uh, this was our second trip there. 
And I didn't want to take my addiction abroad again. (laughs) I really wanted to, I was really looking forward to that, especially after staying raw in Missouri for that whole trip. Like I was so, I'm sorry, but I was impressed with myself. That was a huge accomplishment for me to stay raw on a trip. I've never been able to do that before. So I was really excited to do that in Ireland, but also scared, a little nervous, you know. And then I don't think that I purposely did this because I remember the day it happened, but um, it is interesting that it went that way. But I've noticed that I often will break raw because I'm very frustrated with someone and I just, I, there's nothing I can do and I want something. I was frustrated with a friend and I went straight to a convenience store and got a bunch of salty, crunchy things. And then that's, I just wanted it so badly. And I had been raw for over a month. I was feeling phenomenal. I was doing so great. And yeah, I just threw it all away for this, like being upset with someone like, it makes no sense. It did not help the situation at all. It only hurt me. They didn't even know about it. They still don't. Um, and then I had a succession of these things happen. I did it again and again, like with people like frustrating me to the nth degree and me reacting by eating junk food. It's a a very old pattern for me. And I really thought I'd put it behind me. So it just kept going on and on. And then the stress, of course, of international travel during what is still a pandemic. Um, A lot more hoops to jump through when you travel internationally now. But we had a blast. I could drive the Irish countryside until I drop dead. I really, I could do it every day. I absolutely love it. I have an obsession with crumbling stone sheds and uh, we just had a lot of fun. We also had some arguments. Um, uh, My partner doesn't like to feel out of control and we were able to piece together that whenever we would go into a major city... Um, he would want to get out of the car right away before we like had an address and had our bearings and knew the lay of the land. And, and it was just like, uh, he just, he doesn't like traffic. He doesn't like driving anyway. And I was doing all the driving, but still even being a passenger, it was just too stressful for him because it was just all out of his control. Totally new city, too much stress. And so when he gets like that, he's just someone I don't know. <laughs> and that's only happened seven times in seven years, but four of them were on this trip. <laughs> and so we, we had some doozies. Um, but, you know, I don't really remember too much of the specifics when I look back on it. I just really think of it still as like a fantastic trip. We were in Ireland for eight days and Denmark for four days. And... Um, argued both places (laughs) but um you know I feel like we're close closer now I don't know it's weird um we we made it out the other side I guess is the thing um what did we eat we ate whatever we wanted and um 
I think that I know that I handle those those dips in the roller coaster ride much better when I'm raw. I handle um, his being stressed out about a situation much better when I'm raw. So I would have liked to have been that person for him, but I wasn't. Um, I would have liked to have had more energy and felt lighter too. The the hikes we did, like we walked a lot also, but those were the biggest hikes of my life. Uh, we did Malinhead, which is like untamed. <laughs> if you ever have the chance to go to Malinhead, it is the northernmost point of Ireland and it's just wild and I feel like it should be called that that portion is called Hell's Hole which I suppose it is in the winter time <laughs> but it was like 60 degrees when we were there and I felt like it should have been called 100 surprises because every time you looked up you saw a mind-blowing view and there were just so many surprises on that hike and it just went on and on and on you thought oh that must be the last hill there and you'd get up to the top of it and there'd be like three more and so it was really long steep it was challenging um and so fun and so beautiful and then um we went to Skellig Michael also and so that was like life-changing like that's just that's the that's the most remote place I've ever been. So it was super exciting. I, I got very, 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 very car sick or motion sickness on the boat ride out there. The worst I've ever experienced. They had to let me off early. And then I was okay to go to the top. So I wouldn't have thought that I was going to be able to. I, I really thought the hike was out at that point. But um, 671 steps all different uh, widths, depths, not level, slanted in different directions, crumbling. <laughs> There's about three sections where they have about a 10-foot um, length of chain bolted into the rocks. Otherwise, that's it. So they said, if you want to scoot down on your butt when you come back down, there's no shame in that. Plenty of people do that people die there every year so um I only slipped once <laughs> it was just a real short slid down some grass for a little ways but not too bad and um bonked my head on the rocks a little bit but it wasn't bad at all didn't even scuff my hat so if you ever get the chance it's just words and pictures really don't do it justice so this is the this is the uh, the island from um if you don't know as the island from uh, where Luke Skywalker was in the, uh, the Last Jedi. The Last Jedi? Yeah, I think that's the one. So, sorry, I'm a Star Wars purist, so it's really the trilogy for me. All the other ones kind of... Uh, but, um... I would have liked to have had more energy for that. For the whole trip, I would have liked to have um, you know, we, we did a lot, um, but we were also, you know, feeling it and definitely feeling the hikes. Um, so I know I would have handled all of that much better had I been raw, but it's water under the bridge. And I came back and 
just went raw the next day. And then like, social things happen, stress, stress of like, so we came back on the 26th, figure you're jet lagged for about a day, but I jumped right in. We tried to get our sleep straight as fast as we could, but, and then I was going to leave on the 30th. Well, some things took a little longer than I thought. So I left on the first, but it's just a lot to cram in altogether. And it was stressful and I ate about it. I'm sorry to say that. I'm really sorry to disappoint listeners. Um, but as I've said from the beginning of this podcast, I wanted to do a podcast about being in process. I am not there yet. If you are looking for the podcast by the raw foodist who is nailing it and has been for 20, 30 years, go over to my favorite raw podcast, Ronnie's Love Fruit. Um, Close second would be Bobby Burns' Raw Food City in New York. Uh, But if you're coming, if you're looking for somebody who is still finding their way with it, that's me. You're in the right place. (laughs) Stay tuned. So yesterday I hit the road. Um, I had wanted to be nomadic for years. I had tiny house blueprints back in 2014 when Gabe and I met. Oops, that's his name. (laughs) And uh, he talked me out of that because he says they're really not meant to travel. Like they're just, everything's going to fall apart. And then he kind of felt the way, the same way when we looked at fifth wheels. And really he just likes being in one place. Like he likes to travel, but he likes being in one place. He likes doing his therapy face to face, which is now happening again. So, um, you know, little by little, he's getting to see his clients face to face again. And that's understandable. It is a very different experience. So I just needed to do this. I need to be me. He needs to be him. And here I am. Uh, I am camping right now and uh, it's pretty intense like pretty remote camping (laughs) but it's great and today I did the toughest solo hike I've ever done Um, and I was really happy with myself for doing that it's really great to be in nature again I mean I am forest bathing (laughs) this is this is something I get to do for the next couple of weeks and then I'm off to visit some family and some friends and then I'm going to do more camping and I'm just going to keep camping um, in between seeing family and friends and writing and publishing um, my uh, my next book, my sequel to the first book and also launching the audiobook to uh, my first my first novel. So they're coming out probably about the same time. And I have a lot of marketing to do. And I'm still doing Amazon FBA. So I have to source books and get them mailed in. And I just have a lot of a lot of balls in the air. And I feel like this, um, this camping right at the beginning 
is a great way for me to decompress. That was the plan. Just like kind of shake it all off and go back to basics and write and read. And so that's what it's been. And it's been good. And I really think that's all I have to say right now. I just wanted to catch you guys up. And um, I did think it was interesting on the way down here. So I ran back in the apartment for a couple of things that I'd forgotten, you know, my spare phone charger and a picture of the inside of a Grand Design Solitude fifth wheel, which is what Robin from Creativity RV has now. She kind of worked her way up and, uh, and just kept improving her vehicle and uh, I thought oh I haven't I so I, I grabbed that because I like to look at it and kind of just visualize it and I would really still love to have one and travel that way at some point and then about halfway down to this national forest that I like to camp in um, I thought oh I haven't I haven't checked in with her in quite a while. So I listened to her latest vlog and only to discover that they're going through some really challenging times. She got COVID. Um, they uh, lost some friends. They um, have been enduring extreme heat, extreme temperatures. And it's like no matter where they go, they couldn't really get away from it and there were some fires and and um, I'm thinking well, if I encountered extreme heat I could just get the heck out of there because I just have my car and it was so f not funny to me but ironic that this nomadic experiment if you will um, that I've been wanting to do for so long I'd had it kind of like out there, like maybe someday, I hope someday, because I kept obsessing about like the vehicle. Is it going to be a tiny house? Is it going to be a fifth wheel? Is it going to be a teardrop camper? Um, you know, I went through a whole <laughs> array of ideas and am I going to build it myself? Am I going to have it built? And, and then finally, I mean, just recently, really, maybe May, June? I don't know. I can't just, I can't remember what month it was. Definitely this summer though. Uh, I said, I don't need any of that. I can just go and camp. I freaking love to camp. So why don't I just take my car and my tent and my gear and go? And then all of a sudden it was up front and center and there were no excuses. And so that's the way I'm doing it. And yeah, ironically, if I had the big fifth wheel that I think, uh, you know, that I thought I'd love to have, um, I wouldn't be as mobile. I wouldn't be, it wouldn't be as flexible. Um, there's a lot more to take care of and figure out. And right now, I can't take on anymore. I've got enough projects going on. So um, yeah, having to coordinate pulling up camp like that to that degree mm, no thanks I, I'd like to keep things as simple as possible right now so 
we're all right where we're supposed to be, don't you think? I think so. All right, guys, thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I think I have a couple of listeners, not just that one. (laughs) Thank you so much for taking the time and uh, let me know if you like the podcast and uh, spread the word and maybe we can get talking about uh, these things together. All right. Thanks so much. Have a great day.